wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. And it's the time again of the week uh, where I'm trying to stumble through some sort of introduction where this is definitely not my strong suit and why I let Matt do it most of the time. But once again, uh, it's Brian, it's the Movie Man podcast, and it's we're still under kind of a lockdown, so I can't get out there, can't have my friends deny me the, the, the privilege of their company. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad enough that they have decent webcams, good internet, and time off. So once again, I'd like to thank everyone for stopping by, and I'd like to welcome my guest, one of my favorite people of all time, one of the best football minds that I've ever seen, the Rocket Andrew Parker. Wow, Brian, what an intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> As I stumble through another one. of the best people one. you've ever known. <laughs> what, putting me on a pedestal, Jesus. <laughs> so now bring the funny guy. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, it's a beautiful Wednesday or Thursday or whatever the hell day you're putting this out. I think Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Wednesday. Um, you know, I'm relaxing. It's uh, good to be home, staying at home as much as I can in these uh, troubling times. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to pop a quick drink because I Ooh. brought a visual gag yeah. to a podcast. <laughs> you brought a visual. So, uh, we're going to crack oh. that open. Uh, a nice co- ice cold G Fuel Phaseberry. Ooh. From, you know what's... Uh, from our good friend Dequat, uh, hooking it up. You know what's funny? Because I. Oh, baby. <laughs> I got my, my shaker full with watermelon uh, G Fuel. I can't bring myself to the phases, but I'll drink a watermelon. We, we've come full circle. <laughs> we give him so much shit for G Fuel, and then here we are both drinking it to do a podcast. I The only thing right now, like. I, I used to crack on him for always wearing, like, the the gear, but now I get it. Like, I'd be wearing free shit if it was, like, you know, if I had a, oh, cool, yeah. if I had a cool place I work at and I'd give me stuff to wear, I'll wear it. But like, now, like if, if North Shore Towers made, like, cool-looking hoodies. Yeah, if they like, made, like, <laughs> like those those Under Armour zip-ups with, like, a, the sweet logo on the side, I'd be wearing that. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, like, some Under Armour tracksuits or some exactly, shit. Exactly, yeah. That. Like, something with a little reflective stripe on Hell it. Hell yeah. But the only for the, for the brand. The one thing I still get Mikey on is like trying to get that uh, elusive sponsorship. The uh, and uh, was it he brought up that they were doing like a Discord movie night the other day, and I was like, oh, so you're stepping on my turf now. Like, you, you, guys, you, come, you guys are coming for the movie game. Coming for the movie game. I think you got to, uh, you know, pay homage to the throne. You know, kiss the ring mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, that's why, that's why I'm trying to, you know, I, I got to kiss ass a little bit and do these sponsorships to make it seem like I'm paid by G Fuel. <laughs> so then eventually I will be paid by G yeah. Fuel. You got you to gotta will it into existence. Yeah, it's like the secret. Like once you start thinking about it, you got to like just yeah. keep making it happen. I will say though, like straight up because uh, I asked Mikey about the cans because, you know, the, the powder is whatever for me. It doesn't really do it for me. It was nice when I was streaming. Right. But it was like a casual thing. I don't really need that. Right. Um. So I hit him up about the cans. Uh, you know, I think he said they're available in micro centers, but he, uh, you know, had hit me up to try some, and I gotta say, like, I'm enjoying them a lot. Yeah, the one I, can he gave me was wasn't bad. It's just that it was in his trunk for like three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the full 
experience. No, yeah. <laughs> you got like the sampler. Exactly. I got like the first one off the line. It's like eh, maybe. <laughs> uh, Brian, I will say, uh, you know, I know Pick Blast has been on a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Uh, but number one, I have missed podcasting with you, so it's good to be back. It is. And uh, secondly, it's nice to be back on Movie Mayhem, not shilling my <laughs> uh, my next failure of a business venture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt bad because we did have we did have kind of a me and you kind of had an understanding and in, in like to kind of peel back the curtain. It's like on on the podcast uh, setup. It's like I'm the nut job who kind of kept everything to a schedule. Like I do that for a movie mayhem where it's like, all right, we got to have this, we got to do this. And, you know, to Matt, uh, and his, you know, infinite patience with me, he kind of goes just like, he's like, he's there. He, he'll, he'll give me like good ideas to kind of tur- like direct me into where to go. But, I think Matt might be the most like patient person I've ever met. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He yeah. is. Cause I come up with some really dumb shit and he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got time for that. Like, I'll help you with that. He sat through a lot of our dumb shit at like game nights and yeah. stuff like that. The, the fact he's a doctor, like and, that's what it, yeah. and like he's still like, yeah, I'll I'll do this this little podcast with you. Yeah, that's cool. Like, so yeah, I'll, I'll entertain your. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, we'll watch some movies. Like it's cool, but yeah, like you know, and uh, but uh, not and Mikey was he's super spread thin. Like a lot of the times we were doing the the show, and I think like. We, we ran into a bit of a wall with uh, Pick Last, and, like, I know we kind of, me and you were, we did a lot of shows on our own, and we kind of had a good, like, chemistry going, and unfortunately, like, we all, like, everything kind of, like, happened all at once, where it's like, I can't do, I can't come this week, you can't, like, you had band practice the other week, and then it kind of just snowballed to be like, ah, let's put it on pause. Of course, and, I mean, you know, when we started Pick Last, we were all in different spots, I know, Mikey was at G Fuel, but I don't think he can kind of worked his way up yet right. the way he has now um you know i was in a different living situation you were in a different living situation yep uh i think what really kicked it for us was my move mm. because that like was the first real change of like i have to get set up here i have to do all this yeah that was like the move it was the holidays you moved yeah and now we're in a pandemic so it's yeah. like you yeah. know it's just like the way the world is gone it's it's, I definitely don't think Picklast has gone for good. I think it's just kind of on the back burner right now. No, yeah, 100%. I think also because now with how everything is, the sports are going to be so different when they're allowed to come back. It's gonna, it's definitely going to be interesting and to see like what, like uh, what the media market will kind of br- come out of it. Because I, I was I watched ESPN last night on, at din- during dinner at work and they were doing like a celebrity Madden tournament. Mm-hmm. I was like. Like this is a this is a really cool idea, but the host they had was like he was so he was as charismatic as like wallpaper. <laughs> it's like I, I don't think like ESPN has fully grasped like an esports mentality. And I know and you yeah. you kind you know more about esports than I do and like I know you, Mikey and Nick have uh you you went to that thing in the the, the Barclays Center, like the they had like some sort of like Overwatch, yeah, some like some shit there. Uh, I didn't, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I have a light knowledge of esports, but that's almost like it's like a totally different world of gaming. Um, think about it like how it's like NFL and college football, right? Where it's like just because you like football doesn't mean you like both of them, right? Like it's it can be two completely different worlds that you don't really know much about the other. Uh, I think Mikey is way more on like the esports side of it than I am. Well, now um, he has to be, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now it's his job to <laughs> now be. Now it's his job but, to be on the... Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
it's interesting because like the media has been forced to find those solutions now, yeah. and I think it will kind of bring esports into like a main yeah. like viewing. Uh, I think NASCAR had done something they... where they were like doing the races, but like in a NASCAR video game, and that quickly stopped. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that ended well. No, yeah, well, because one of the drivers well, dropped the end bomb, so... Yeah, yeah, that's a weird way to do it, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's not really esports. Um, oh, there was something else. I totally forgot what it was. Uh, it'll come to me. Right. But, uh, but yeah, there's been Madden tournaments going on and things like that. Um, also, I just think there's a huge influx in stuff like... I mean, people watching Twitch, people watching YouTube. Right. Uh, weirdly enough, podcasts have been down a little bit. And yeah. I think the reason for that has been that people, usually you have a routine that you listen to, pod, you consume podcasts, whether that's your drives, mm-hmm. your exercise, your this and that. And I think with more people staying home, there's been, like, you're, you're out of your routine. Yeah. So it's like, there's, you know, there's not like a, to listen to podcasts. There's not like a chunk of time you're like, well, I know I'm going to be in the car for about an hour and a half, so... I can't watch a video while driving, but I'll, I can watch, uh, listen to this podcast. But yeah, now you tell me. Now I'm now I'm filled with regret about starting a new, <laughs> new show. Brian's like, I knew I should have made a YouTube series. Damn, Damn it. it! I knew I should have somehow figured out how to do makeup. I... <laughs> makeup by Brian. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's like uh, you're seeing like such like mainstream content in other platforms though that may have not been it if it wasn't for this pandemic right like uh for example i know with mikey you were talking about tiger king Mm -hmm. and you know netflix is so good at creating those water cooler moments yeah where you kind of like you know they put something out it's on the front page and it just being on the front page brings so many people to it it's such word of mouth you gotta watch this you gotta watch this and then everyone's on to the next thing. Like yeah, it's already kind of like dying. Where I could, like, I gotta tell oh, you, cow masking memes like, oh, cool, yeah. Because I gotta tell you, if there was other things to go to, if there was the movies were open or anything like that, any like new like uh, media to get to get my hands on, I would not care about Tiger King. Like I watched it within the first day of it, and I was like, oh, this is you know, like I said, like this is a crazy story, but it's a poorly made documentary. Like yeah, like that's the that's the Netflix problem where you're watching it. Yep. And it easily could have been like three hours, but it was like eight hours. Yeah, it was eight. It was like, like seven episodes. Like, out. Yeah, and it was like, it was like I, I, I could, I could, you could make this a little shorter. Like I get it, but you know. Yeah. And it's like, and they leave so many like, uh, like strings loose, and then you go like, well, why would you do that? Like, I guess they had like maybe they thought they could get another season out, but like, the whole thing takes place over like five years, and like, uh, you have ton, you have a ton more shit to show than this, but. Well, that's like, there was all these things coming out that where it's like, oh, True TV is going to do a, a series on the Carol Baskin thing. And it's yeah. like, by the time you shoot that, produce it, and put it out, no one's going to care. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's moment is now, and it's passing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're on to the next thing as a society. And that's, yeah, that's um, all, like, the, and I think the next thing is um, injecting bleach into your eyes or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like... Just... It's like, dude, I, I hate to say it, but like, even that whole Kobe thing, that feels like a year ago. Yeah, I know. That's I was talking about that with uh, my coworker. I was like, you know, if there is an NBA Finals this year, we still have to like do like a tribute to Kobe Bryant, who died a month ago. <laughs> yeah, like it's nuts. It's like this, dude, the Super Bowl is two months ago. Right. That feels like a lifetime ago. Exactly. Yeah, and like in the draft past, and like it, I didn't even have like the same like excitement for the draft. And like we when we did the pick last, and we we always had like our pre-draft kind of like rituals of going through who we think we're gonna get, and like we kind of had like this wild time of like we before we even recorded, we would go over our own lists 
And yeah, like, this I mean, is I like a lot of work. Year we did the draft special with Krakowski. Yep. Where we all picked numbers and you got to draft for that position and we did like a mock. Yep. And, you know, this year it was just like, I, I wasn't, like, the NFL and draft news has been two sides of a coin for me of, number one, I at times I was so, like, out of it, mm-hmm. wasn't paying attention to it. Just with everything going on, I couldn't really focus on football news. Right. But when I really did get into it, I got really into it because it was almost like an escape from everything. Yeah. Like, it felt like a bit of normalcy to be like, oh, we're talking about the draft, this is going on, it's like... Keeping it in the back of my mind of like, who knows if there will even be a season this year, but <laughs> right, I'm going yeah. to enjoy something new in the NFL while I can. And I think that's why I was a little more into the draft when it actually happened this year. No, yeah, it's like, it, just, it felt like normalcy. Yeah, it's like, oh, 40,000 new cases in New York City alone. Oh, but the uh, the Bengals might not draft Joe Burrow now? Like, what's wrong with this? Like, this is a little bit more crazier than, than the other thing. <laughs> yeah, and there were there was those crazy rumors like day of that yeah. – uh, uh, San Diego and Jacksonville might trade up for quarterbacks, and it was right. like, "Oh, is Chase Young going to fall to the Giants?" And it was like, <laughs> those things always come out the day of, and it's, I know. it's wild. Like, but um, I was going to say, uh, if you want to, you know, talk about the draft a little bit, I, I, I know, I know, this is a movie gig, but no, maybe, no, no, this is to bring back some pick, pick blast energy. <laughs> this is this is this this is a sideshow. We don't have to talk about movies. We don't have to really talk about anything. This is like the Seinfeld of podcasts. We don't have to talk about nothing. So, it's true. It's a podcast want... about nothing. Exactly. It's it's more of a just spinning them wheels, baby. Just sometimes like we've been in in uh, neutral or, or in park for so long that it just feels good to kind of rev that engine and get those wheels moving. You know. It's true. It's true. Um, so I mean, I will say first and foremost, as a Giant fan, extremely happy with the draft we had. Yeah. Uh, I think there there's an air of difference in this draft for us as a team, and I think a lot of it was Joe Judge. And him kind of bringing what he believes, you know, to right. be a team and all that to the table. We picked uh, a we picked a lot of offensive linemen in this draft. I think we picked three out of our like six picks. Three of them were offensive linemen. We did. We took um, three offensive linemen, two linebackers, I believe, and a safety, a safety, and I think one corner. Okay, yeah, that's um, and those are holes that we have. Like those, like the linebackers of have. Course. Uh, sorry, the Giants have like. For the past, I think since 2011, have been so weak at linebacker, so weak in the secondary, and it's been a running joke about their offensive line. Like it's, it, it like what is and, it? And, like the one. And, of the, and, and oh, I was sorry. gonna say it feels like in a way that it's like it's been an area that needs to be addressed for so many years. Right. And that's why I agree with the philosophy of like don't just take like don't just take Andrew Thomas. Go get two or three more guys. Build that depth. Right, and, you know, games are one of the trenches. Yeah, that's why. Like, that's why in like the 2008 team and the 2011 team were so successful is that they didn't just have like a good solid offensive line. Is that they had pieces that they could switch in and move around to get those guys breaks. Like Kareem McKenzie would had played like six years beforehand, so his body was breaking down. But they were mm-hmm. able to kind of bring in packages where they could take him out, let him rest for two plays. Chris Snee, who you know had possibly the best job security in the NFL at the time. Uh, he, uh, you know, he was able to kind of move, I think from uh, right guard to left guard, depending on the, the package. So, and now that they bring in, you know, Andrew Thomas and which, which I guess we're going to call him Andy Tommy. Is that his nickname now? Andy Tommy? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Andy Tommy. <laughs> Andy Tommy. Like AT. AT. Like, AT. Yeah. AT. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that could be his name. Um, but no, I think uh, I mean each of these picks in a way kind of made sense to me. Okay. I think last year we were very like corner heavy, mm. 
But it, again, it's that philosophy of go take multiple guys at a position. You're bound. One of them is bound to pan out. Right. Like, you know, at the least. So uh, there was Andrew Thomas, who I think is going to be on the left tackle. Uh, Nate Solder, I believe, maybe we might keep for depth or try to trade him because of that huge contract. Yeah. Uh, I think I was talking to Pekowski this morning. I think he said that because uh, he's more of it. Like he knows way more about the contract side of things than me. Okay. He said uh, if we release Solder, I think next year we don't really take a cap hit on it. He sounded like a he sounded like a three he sounded like a like a, what, a four year deal with us or I think so I think it was three it was three or four yeah but whatever it was I remember we had to like really overpay because oh yeah because we, we we had no other option yeah um but what really what I really like was uh, getting Xavier McKinney in the second round yep. because he he is touted as being like one of the best safeties on the board and the fact that we got him at thirty sixth overall. <laughs> It's oh, like, yeah. that's a heist. Like, we, that's a great value. Well, we got to thank the Raiders for being the Raiders by taking, like, a guy, I think they said he, like, yeah, yeah. They, they overreached. Like, everybody's, like, draft was going really well, made a lot of sense. Yep. And, like, and then the Raiders came up and were like, we're just going to take a fucking a fast guy. You're taking we the fastest the, guy We in want the, draft. the fastest guy. <laughs> like, they didn't even go out for, like, Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. They right. Went for, like, I don't even remember the guy's name, but. Yeah, something, I was just, Henry, I think, or something. But, yeah. That's like uh, last year. Who 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 was the pass rusher they took that everybody oh, was like? Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, Cleveland Farrell, and everybody was like, like "What the fuck? Like, what it, are you doing?" It's like you have three picks in the first round, and you w- take a guy who's going to be taken in the second. Like, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, because um, yeah, because they let Josh Allen fall. They let like like I think because they wanted Kyler Murray, so they kind of like their whole draft got thrown out of whack. Yeah, everything kind of got like turned upside down. Yep. Um, the the one that I really like the pick is uh, our fifth round draft pick Shane Lemieux, okay. who we took. He's a guard, but he also kind of can flex into center, from okay. what I understand. And I think center was the only other glaring like issue on our line. Yeah, we we would sign centers that would get hurt real quick. Like uh... yeah, the the past two years, I think we've had John Jalapio, and I'm pretty sure he's like broken his leg the past two years. <laughs> he's broken like each ankle, and it's yeah, like he, like. I think this year it happened late, but I remember like last year it was like week two against the Cowboys and his leg like shattered. <laughs> um, so I, I like that. So I, our line should be Thomas, Will Hernandez, uh, Lemieux, Kevin Zeitler, okay. and uh, probably either Matt Pert or is is Mike Remmer still on our team? I don't know. I think he was so, on yeah. right tackle. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I think me, Remmers is the the right tackle. Yeah. And also now with um, with Xavier McKinney at safety, with him and Peppers, that allows uh, Julian Love, who we drafted last year, to go back to playing his natural. Because he was taken as a corner. Yeah. He was playing safety most of the year because old man Antoine Bethea <laughs> couldn't hack it anymore. He was, he's one of uh, – who was a, who was a defensive coordinator last year? It was the, the guy from the Cardinals, right? The Oh, fuck. Betcher? Yeah, Betcher. Yeah. It's like he was one of Betcher's guys, and it's like, no, yeah. it doesn't work anymore. But, I mean, dude, I will say I heard uh, – they had, like, the clip of Andrew Thomas getting the phone call from Judge. Right. And uh, I just, like, I loved the way, like, just hearing Judge in interviews all weekend, I liked him. But what he said to Thomas where he was like, are you ready to be part of, like, a championship football team? Oh, and Thomas, man. Like, like, just the culture he's trying to establish with yeah. that. And um, I, know, I know a big problem with this draft was guys who had, like, character concerns – Okay. Fell way more than they usually would because teams couldn't meet with them in person. Um, so 
I feel like we got a lot of value picks because of that, because guys kind of fell to weird orders and things like that. But I like that Judge and Gettleman seem to be drafting not only for the player, but for the person. Okay, yeah. All the guys they've taken have been, like, captains or, like, you know, there's... Yeah. They're, they're like very good people behind the picks. I feel like they. I feel like they. Uh, and maybe a, a, a note from ownership because the, the whole like Giants way mentality has taken such a slamming the last couple of years. So yeah. they're probably like, all right, let's try to get that back. Let's get that mystique back if we can. Like, get good. Yeah, get good guys. You know. I mean, also it doesn't help when you've won like twelve football games in three years. <laughs> oh yeah. That, yeah. that doesn't really add much. That no, doesn't help. But um. <laughs> But yeah, no. I mean, other besides that, I thought I thought a lot of teams drafted really well. Uh, Cardinals, the Jets, uh, uh, Mikey's Cowboys did pretty well. Yeah, they got a good. They got a good. They uh... took like they took like some weird quarterback in like the sixth or the seventh. <laughs> and because uh, I kind of had um, like a stream up, but the stream had like a Twitch chat. Right. And like the whole chat was trolling, and they were like R.I.P. Dak, Dak gone, because like they <laughs> took like some fucking like no name in the sixth <laughs> round or something. Like I, I love shit like that, but. Uh, the other story was the Packers in the first oh, round what's... trading up to take uh, Julian Love. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, dude, it's it's the Packer way. People said the same thing when they drafted Rodgers, and they were like, they were like, we have Brett Favre. Why, why would you do that? We don't need this guy. We don't need a quarterback. Oh, and those same yeah. people now are being like, we have Rodgers. Why would you do that? We don't <laughs> need to do that. We have a quarterback, and it's like. No, they want a guy that can sit and learn from that tree. Yeah. And Favre was kind of a dick to Rodgers. And Aaron, we'll see what now happens. is Rodgers going to be a dick to Love? 100%. He doesn't talk yeah. to his family, so he's not going to talk to this kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It's weird how, like, Rodgers gets by with being, like, a huge fucking dick. <laughs> Meanwhile, guys, like, fucking... Like, I mean, sure, Tom Brady has, like, that weird, like, I'm rich and I don't know how to be, like, a human being to him. <laughs> right. But he comes off as, like, a genuinely great guy and everyone's like, I fucking hate him. Yeah. Well, it's a success. It's, like, Tom Brady, because Tom Brady's won so many fucking times. And, like, yeah. but you, you think, like, oh, Tom Brady gets handed, like, a championship on a silver platter, yet he takes no, he took no money in New England. He, his team is constantly, like, his offense is constantly gutted to help the defense out. He's He's made, like... Other like Gronkowski is the only real first round pick that they really had that turned out anything, and yeah. he and he's like he took he made a a backup quarterback one of the most feared slot receivers of all time, and then and then everyone hates him because he he fucking wins. Meanwhile, with fucking Rogers, there's like this weird standard where everyone's like, oh, the Packers have only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. As if, like, he's just owed, yeah. like, four Super Bowls. It's like, it's how do like, you, you only win one Super games. Bowl? Like, yeah. But also, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt a lot. He gets hurt, like, every other season, so... Maybe. Of course, but, it, but that even adds to it, of, like, <laughs> why do you get to be this condescending prick right. when, when, like, you get hurt every year, you've won one Super Bowl, like... Hey, you've, they've only been two... With him, they I think they've only been to one Super Bowl. They haven't they haven't like lost one, right? I feel like um yeah, yeah they only so. they only been to one Super Bowl. Yeah, they. I, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. I mean, they were close last year. They they had they, a deep playoff run. They yeah, but I, they, I, I think that's why everybody's up in arms about it. People yeah. understand that Rodgers is getting a little up there in age. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fact that they did so well last year. But yeah. And they, yeah, it's he, football, and that doesn't translate to success the next year. Do you, you think? Know? Do you think he's going to be a big old bitch to uh, Lafleur this year, as he was to M- McCarthy? He's like, you know, you guys drafted a quarterback. Now I'm going to um, be a big old stinker. It's very possible. 
as with most football players, I think it depends on if they're winning or losing. Right. If they're winning and he's not really in jeopardy of like his spot, I don't know, I, he'll be normal Aaron Rodgers, which is still kind of a douchebag. <laughs> but but um, if they're losing and like they really they consider you know making benching him like uh like what happened to Brady that one game like three yeah. four years ago, you know I think he's gonna throw a bitch fit. I th- I think he's safe for this year. Like if if there's a I think he is safe for this year. But like the following year on, he's he's uh, he's in danger. And dude, you thought? I mean, if you're thinking like a, this Brady offseason has been wild, imagine like Aaron Rodgers being a free agent next year. <laughs> I'm trying to think who would I like, imagine that? Like you would see the like the, I think the Raiders would like are waiting on that. Like that's why they didn't draft a quarterback. That's why like they yeah. still have Derek Carr. It's like well, there's there's a few teams that I could see being in the running for that. Yeah. I mean, you have to you have to kind of look ahead and be like, okay, whose failed experiments are gonna you know not pan out. Like is the is Minshew gonna still be the guy in Jacksonville? Oh, mediocre mania. Yeah. Uh... Does does Rogers give the ultimate fuck you to Green Bay and go to Chicago after Nick Foles doesn't work? <laughs> Can you imagine? How did like Nick Foles? What a what he's a... the new Bradford, dude. Yeah, he. Thought... I mean, like, I mean, I shouldn't say that because the the man won a Super Bowl. But he's the new Bradford in terms of, like, he's that guy that you can get, like, a year out of and just throw the bag at him. Right. And just have, like, a serviceable quarterback for a year. <laughs> like, he's someone who's, who's going to understand the system and, like... Yeah, like, as much as... I, I've always liked Nick Foles. I thought he got, like, a bad rub when they sent him to St. Louis. And kind of, like, you know, I thought he was, like, that was the end of him. Um, oh, yeah. So to come, to come back in Philly and do what he did, I thought was great. But you also have to be realistic that he was, like... A product of that team more than that team was yeah. a product of him you know you know what i mean <laughs> like he was it he yeah he got traded for a first round pick i think from uh philly to st louis and then he got cut from st louis to and he signed he almost was out of the league like he signed with uh kansas city on like a flyer just because andy reed was there and yeah. then well he was uh he was uh, a casualty of chip kelly right yes isn't he who sent him to st louis yeah Chip, yeah, yeah, Chip Kelly and his uh, infinite wisdom. Him, uh, LaShawn McCoy, and I think LaShawn Jackson all. Mm-hmm. By the way, any of your listeners that tuned in for like anything movie-related are fucking gone. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. They, they usually leave after they hear the movie we're going to do anyway. So It's true. As long well, as like, I, I'm always weird with you guys. Like I can't listen weekly to weekly. Right. It's always like I watch a movie, and then I'm like, oh, I bet they've done an episode on it. And then I'll listen to some episode from like three years ago where you guys are like, hey, we just finished playing Sunday football. Like, we're going to talk about this movie. And I'm like, great, let's do it. Oh, that's a, that's the worst thing that I just realized now is that I'm where I'm, I am right now is I'm like two blocks away from Wanto Avenue. So I could just drive right up to where we used to play football. Like, no mm-hmm. problem. Like, it would take me five minutes. Dude, who knows? Maybe there'll be a resurgence this fall. We're all going to be itching to get out of the house. Maybe. Yeah. It, it might be back, baby. Maybe. I if mean, anyone's listening to this, <laughs> any any of our Sunday football crew, yeah. let's let's get it going, man. Just yeah, just what I need to do. I need to be a year older, <laughs> with like uh, two years of being like being like a, a workhorse, <laughs> like on my knees, and then and then pushed outside to play to play two on two uh, two hand fo- uh, two hand touch football. I I love uh on my Instagram. There's uh there's that collection of like three or four videos from when we played like one of our two games last year right but it was like one of those days that it was like fucking like 85 degrees and we played so we're all like jogging the videos and i'm like why the fuck did i post this like this (laughs) makes it look like we have like zero physical ability that's why i was like 
people are like, oh, we got to get, like, somebody to uh, videotape us playing. Like, I go, no, we should not. Like, this is a, would be a terrible it, idea. To... Something I've learned from both airsofting and from LARPing <laughs> is that you feel like you look a lot cooler <laughs> than you actually look doing it. I actually wanted to talk to you about, about LARPing, if you don't mind. Like, I know yeah, we were talking yeah. about football. Because uh, that, like, it interests me so much, but I have, like, this kind of, like, weird, like, stage fright of trying something like that. So, okay. uh, because also you're, you're, you're a front man for a band and you're, and you're doing LARP. So you have, and, and also I know you pretty well. So I know like yeah. some struggles you do have, but of course speaking like to do that, is it, does it help like anxieties and shit that you've had in the, in the past? And like, has it made you like um, reach a new level? I think it, Sorry. it, it definitely does because, um, there's this one I forgot who I forgot whose quote this was. I think it was Will Smith, to be honest with you. Woo! But he he had a thing about like like when you go skydiving, mm-hmm. you 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 build up that fear in yourself, and that fear is at its worst when that door is open and you're looking at the plane and you haven't jumped yet and everything in you is telling you not to, but when you push yourself out of it and you get past that and you like actually jump you feel like fucking amazing. Like, like there's always excitement and reward on the other end of fear. So like, like the... once you get on the other side, like past that fear. Right. And to me, that's something that always kind of resonated with me with all that stuff. Um, like being a front man of a band, like our, our first show we played, I was so scared. I was like, I, because like, my social anxiety, like, I can talk one-on-one to someone. Right. It's when I have to publicly speak. It's when there's, like, 20 pairs of eyes on me, and I'm just kind of, like, I freeze up. I'm like, I can't do this. But um, the first show we played, you know, I got through it. I was a nervous wreck. But once we started playing and I found that zone, mm-hmm. I got into it. And ever since then, like, the, you know, every show we've played has only gotten easier to do it. It's kind of like podcasting. The right. first time you ever did it, you kind of really didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, that was a, and it was always, it was always like kind of a nerve, like, I don't know how the show's going to end up. And you're just like, well, I'm just, you know, talking. Exactly. Right. You, once you get in that comfort and you're doing it, you're kind of fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the area I've gotten with in shows now is that like, I'll be fine. And then the week of the show, there'll be like a little bit of nerves, but it's like nervous excitement. Right. Uh, day of, it's really like building up about like nervous energy. But the moment we take the stage and the moment like that first like note happens and we're like playing, right. it, it all turns into energy. Okay. Like you harness all that nerves in yourself and you kind of turn it into like energy to get out there and do it. That's, that sounds like, that sounds so like foreign to me, but also sounds like mm-hmm. so like awesome to hear. Like, cause like I, it's foreign, I, but you can tell it makes sense. Right. Cause like, I, you're like, like, Oh yeah. Cause I like, imagine like it, when you're up, like on the, on the, the stage and you're saying like, you can't really see too many people, but also I've been to a couple of your shows where the lights haven't been like off at all. And like, they, mm-hmm. you, you could kind of see what's going on and you've seen like the reactions like you guys get, and especially from like places where was it, there was one in, um, was it, uh, revolution i think revolution yeah where where they didn't like the other bands didn't know who you were but after you guys went on you had such a strong reaction from the crowd and from the other bands that like that had to be fucking amazing to like to get that of course and that's one of the things i love about like music is it kind of builds a community like that like you know i didn't know any of those people and normal me not playing music is never going to talk to any of these people. Like right. I'm the guy at a party who would be against the wall on my phone, just not doing anything. Right. But like you get up there and you play the show 
and then like people come up to you or you go up to them and you're like, yo, you guys killed it. And like, you actually enjoy their product. Right. And from that, you know, you build connections, you build friends, you build bands to like, you know, put on future shows with. And I think we've built kind of a fun niche for ourselves of, because not many, I mean, what we're doing is weird, but it's weird in the sense that nobody's doing it. Okay. So it's awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? No, like yeah. there's cover bands, but cover, it's all like Green Day cover bands and right. like, it's, Pearl Jam. It's like, it's easy listening cover bands where like you you like hear them. You're like, oh, I know that band. I I could do that. Yeah. yeah, and we're kind of the like one of the first to really bring that to like the metal community or kind of bring that to you know the kids that would go to Warp Tour, the kids that were like us and did mm-hmm. that because this band isn't around anymore. Attack Attack's not been a thing for like years. So the fact that we can go up there and play those shows and mm-hmm. everybody knows those songs because they. Except like, me, somebody, I had no idea. I was just well, like, I was well, like a proud uncle just standing in the background. Much like Toy Story, Brian, it was not your generation. Exactly. <laughs> Way before my time. <laughs> but, Way um, after my time, I'm sorry. But like, I've had so many people come up to me after shows and they're like, dude, like, I just want to, like, you got me listening to Attack Attack again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, dude. Like, th- that was such a fun part of like, especially now with everything, like, and how bad everything is in the world i right. hate that we don't have that outlet and we don't have that outlet to give to people no yeah i mean you know what i mean yeah because you would have like regular <laughs> uh regular practices and you would you were actually starting to write your own stuff like you uh you brian uh jay i'm sorry if i don't remember all the, the band no yeah like, it's uh but you yeah, were starting to kind of gear jay, tim and joanna yeah. and um we we're still like we're grinding right but uh the thing is was that like with the cover band this year, we were kind of having a backseat with it. We weren't going to play as many shows mm-hmm. because we're recording so many demos and we're trying to crank that out. Um, the original plan was because uh, we're very busy in the summer. Summers aren't opportune for us. Mm-hmm. We were going to be ready to go in studio for September. That okay. was our goal. And we have about four or five songs right now. And when all this happened, it kind of like... Paused it. It, it, yeah, yeah. it put everything on pause. It's like, are now are we going to make it to a studio in September? Can we go in a studio in September? We, we don't know. It might be pushed now until 2021. Um, mm-hmm. But that's out of our control. Right. And it, you know, I, I'm a big believer in trying not to stress what is that what something you can't control. Yeah. Because what can you do about it? You Exa- know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. If you can't change it, don't sweat it. But Jesus so, take the wheel and just drive off the... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Jesus, take that wheel. So uh, Come get your boy. Know, for, me, for me, it's kind of been uh, a weird time of like, I miss it and right. I want to be able to do it again. But, you know, we're also in a world where we can't have those luxuries right now. Right. We all got to kind of power through the Rona. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, about LARP, because I know you had asked no, me yeah. about that. Uh, LARP, LARP was interesting because... I mean, now we're, we all play D&D. Right. Like now we all know what's going on there. And I feel like LARP is supposed to be like, when you've played D&D, it's like the next level. Because okay. then it's like, it's like it's like playing PS4, but then playing like PS4 VR. Right, okay. It's like, oh, now, now I'm in this shit. Like, you know? <laughs> but I kind of did it in reverse. And uh, Matt did too, because yep. uh, Matt was with me. And so now all the Movie Mayhem listeners know that Matt's a total fucking nerd, bro. Oh, no, we've talked about this yeah, before. guy's a fucking nerd. I, 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 I made fun of him once on one of the episodes where I was like, who would have thought that the person who would play D&D and go LARPing would not be me? <laughs> it would be, <laughs> yeah, it right? would be like Mr. Cool Matt over here. And, dude, it's so funny because me and Matt had like the same like introduction and reaction to it. Okay. 
because uh, our friend Vinny kind of brought us into it because he was like, you know, that's what I want to do for my birthday. I, I want to bring you guys into this and try it out. And me and Matt were like, yeah, we're down. And we didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? Right. So I remember that night we drove out and we pulled up to like uh, the campgrounds because for those of you who don't know, it's essentially takes place on like a Girl Scout like camping ground where there's like the, there's like the cabins and the right. trails and like all that. So like me and Matt pull up and it was already kind of going on. And like we 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 were very like shy and bashful. We were like, oh, we'll get changed there because I don't want to be like driving down the highway in like my weird fucking wizard robes. Go to a rest so, stop, like, get Roy Rogers in, and <laughs> like get up, <laughs> looking like like a fucking like cyber goths. Like, excuse <laughs> me, do you have extra large fries? <laughs> yeah, like so we we pull up and we're kind of looking from the distance at like the campground and everybody walking around. And we just see people like it basically looks like they're fighting with like nerf swords and like we're just looking at this and we're just like dude what the fuck did we get ourselves into or like this is either going to be the coolest shit or like so fucking lame <laughs> we were like this is what Vinny does like this is so stupid <laughs> so um you know they were they were cool they gave us like the whole tour of what to do or whatever and uh, me and Matt had, like, this super basic backstory because we didn't really, like, know what was happening. Right. So we were like, oh, we're two, like, half-brothers. We have, like, the same mom. And we came from, like, some old, like, war band or whatever. Because we were like, you know, fucking no. Like, right. That's, as basic as it gets. As quick and, as a story uh, you could get out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, dude, I will say, like, throughout it became such a fun weekend. Right. Like, we really found the love for it because... For me, not having that D&D experience, I felt like I was in, like, any video game. Like, I felt like I was in, like, Skyrim or something like that, where it's, like, everybody's role-playing, everybody has a character with their backstories, and you could go up to anybody and have, like, some fake-ass, like, 20-minute conversation, and they'll tell you, like, their fucking history of being (laughs) in this game, and it was just wild. And on top of that, the combat was so much fun. Uh you could not have written it better like it was a movie right the first fight like me and matt were in which was like a fight in like a big field and it is pouring rain (laughs) my glasses were like fogged up and like i could not see and i'm fighting somebody and i'm like losing ground and i'm backing up fighting them and i bump backs with someone and i turn around panicked and it was matt (laughs) like we somehow bumped backs in this giant field (laughs) and we just went back to back and started fighting everybody it was like out of a fucking movie, bro. Oh, man. But I know if somebody was watching this from the outside, they'd be like, the fuck are, are you guys t- fucking five? Like, right. you guys are, like, playing with toys. Because right. <laughs> it, it, it seems like with this and also uh, being in the band, it seems like once you buy into the idea of this, like, I don't want to say performance, but, like, this action, it, like, it doesn't matter. Like, everything on the outside kind of goes away. and it's you just true. And you just kind of have, like, tunnel... You have, like, creative tunnel vision. And it, it's, it's, like... It's kind of like I got super jealous when because I couldn't go to the the LARP. I couldn't, but also like, it it doesn't seem like something in me when I hear when I hear this. It's just like it's hard for me to be like, well, is it just me? Like I can't imagine myself going through with it. But and he's like, like you and because you and and Matt when we play like when we have game nights and do like we play werewolf and shit. Like mm-hmm. you, Matt and Nick and and even Vinny are like super quick with coming up like with characters and shit. Where it's like, oh, yeah. it's, it's no big deal. But it's like other people like me where it takes like, I need to kind of find like a comfort zone to kind of like of to like work in something where I, I don't think I'm like quick enough to 
get to the quick enough to the buy-in you know yeah and i think that i mean everybody's kind of different everybody goes at their own pace but i think as far as like all of us we feel like because we all know each other and we're all friends that that safe space is created to act like fucking idiots and make these dumb characters if I was in a room full of strangers, I wouldn't be fucking Vincenzo, the, the pizza <laughs> salesman and werewolf. Right. I, I I would be like, hey, my name's like fucking Steve. Like I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm just the, I just live in this town. Right. Um, but the, like the more you play with each other, the more it kind of gets you in that. Yeah. And it... I think kind of had like if I didn't have Matt to go to that LARP with, hmm. I probably would not have had the same experience because me and Matt were able to kind of feed off of each other both never being there before right whereas Vinny was on his own quest he like had his own reasons for doing everything yeah and me and matt were just kind of like both being idiots together <laughs> being like oh what do you want to do like i don't know what do you want to do so like it worked yeah and it, it like the like that buddy system also is pretty good because it is it's like you know what we're on this journey together and like yeah you know what if if i'm an idiot you're an idiot too at least we're not idiots alone yeah, and and if, every, if everyone's an idiot, no one's an idiot. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're going out there by yourself and then you have a bad time and, like, you kind of feel like people are giving you side-eye and all that shit and you're like, well, I don't want to keep doing that to myself. But once you, like, realize, like, oh, no one's giving me side Like, everyone's doing the same shit as I am. Exactly. It's just, like, it's just in my – it's, like, it's always in my head, like. Of course. And I, and I think it's it's a, it's an anxiety thing for sure. Yeah. Because um, I was kind of the same way, like, in the very beginning of LARP. Like, I would kind of, like – break out of my character like early on and then uh there was one there was one like like mission or quest we did very like that first night where Vinny was kind of telling me like you know just fucking like he would kind of tell me like dude just role play it like you know be your character like what would your guy do uh so the guy giving us the quest i forgot what he was he was like he was like a gnome or something and he had like the ears or whatever and i just kept being like thank you dwarf and he's like, I'm not a dwarf, I'm a gnome. And I'm like, I looked at the video, I was like, I like this dwarf. Like, just <laughs> right, you be, just or, being an idiot. Right. Like, be, oh. oh, God, oh, that was Zeus. That's the puppy. I got to open the door. He wants to walk out. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> Andrew has a has a dog in his uh, room right now, which is uh, a lot different than when I had my dog, who wouldn't say anything. He would, just, he would respect the podcast space. <laughs> Zeus is a very strange boy. He's, he's yeah. a cute. He's a cute yeah, dog, he's though. All, he's he's all over the place. Oh, he's adorable. Yeah. He, he kind of looks like he kind of looks like Scooby Doo from like the <laughs> well, well, the live Scooby Doo movies. Um, but yeah, man. I, I guess like as far as LARP or anything like that, and getting into character and things like that. The way I, the way I've always looked at it is like everybody's a nerd in their own fucking way. Right. Like if you don't, you can cosplay, go to comic cons, or you could wear full body makeup and go to NFL games. Or, like, whatever you do, really, like, anything you're passionate about, you're a nerd for. Right. And we all have things we're passionate about, and nobody should really be ashamed. Right. And I think if you're going to do something, why not go all in on it? No, yeah, because I've had, I've had conversations with one of the guys in my fantasy baseball league where they're like, I don't know how you could go to, like, I like going to Comic-Con even though large groups kind of freak me out, and I don't like, but I like the, I like the atmosphere. I know everyone's trying to be nice. I know everyone's... You know, I like seeing how creative people can be, and I like interacting with, like, if I go up to, uh, down in Artist Alley, like, people, like, selling shit and all that, I, I like to talk mm-hmm. to them. Because, uh, you know, I, I, people being creative is, it's inspiring to see, 
and also like it, I, I like you know i get a little jealous saying like i wish i could fucking draw i wish i could do this i like you know kind of gives me like and then because i feel like uh well my creative thing with podcasting is like it could give me an opportunity to like spotlight some people here like let me of course let me try to help out but like I was talking to one of my friends who who do fancy baseball with me, to like it's like I don't know how you could like you know you read comic books, you do all this, I don't know how you could do it. I'm like well, we're playing fantasy baseball right now, so it's not that yeah. much of a stretch. You know, we're we're drafting imaginary teams that have no implication in the real world. So yeah, just to have yeah. like a fun thing between friends. Exactly, like, like it's like, just it's a it's a group activity. Like that's it's all what it's about for yeah. me. Yeah, it's like it's nerdy fucking like imagining you have your own franchise to control right like it's it's the same thing you're larping being a fucking baseball manager it, it's like, for me that how many pug references can i make in my fantasy team name at some point <laughs> there you go that's what it's about yeah all i know is i played fantasy baseball for one year <laughs> got to the championship game and you beat me and yes. uh you know what i went out on top <laughs> i had a deep playoff run and i never played fantasy baseball ever again it's the worst. I, I don't. I don't like. Me, me, meanwhile, I like football. Right. And I don't think I've ever been above like fifth or sixth place in our fantasy football league. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I. You know what the thing is like. I think taking the time off fantasy football has actually given me a new like for it. Yeah, because I was burnt out. Like that's the whole thing. Like I do. You know, fan, I was doing three leagues at a time, and I was like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, and you were able to see, realize in yourself that you needed that break. Yeah. But you know, you know it's. Uh, but not like yeah, but ex- exactly like with the speaking of if everyone's a nerd for everything. Like if you if you like so- if you love something, you're a fucking nerd for it. Like that's of course, it, and it's it, like like I said, why not go all in right. on whatever you care about, whatever it is. You know, that's like when if you came to one of my band shows and I was kind of in my head about it the whole time and just not really moving and just standing there and kind of fucking doing this and singing like you're gonna be like this sucks well what this what you do if you were if you went any less than full force then it, it would have be it would be really noticeable because exactly and that's cause... what i'm saying and if you really like i notice it myself because i guess like in a way like i'm my own biggest critic mm-hmm. but a lot of times if you watch our sets in, in the middle of the song i kind of turn around and i look at brian <clears throat> because sometimes with my anxiety i just there's too many eyes on me, right. and I need a second to kind of turn around and like regain myself. Right, just but, like center your center, center your energy and exactly. Right. But you know, if, if you do it the right way and take that minute, it allows the next five minutes to be better, rather than you just being in your head about it the whole time and just kind of like you know, it's yeah, it's, putting on a shitty performance. It's taking but, a deep, it's taking a deep breath after doing something strenuous because sometimes you'll get like that whole like. Like stuck in your lungs, like the air stuck in your lungs, you like can't get yeah. it out. And then like once you take like, okay, I need a second, you breathe it out, and everything kind of just folk like slows down again. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes all I just need is that second of turning around and like refocusing my attention and getting out of my own head about it, and just seeing Brian and just like just because he's behind me. Oh. Hit my mic. <laughs> Don't worry, we've all hit our mics before. <laughs> See, seeing Brian behind me and just taking that minute to not have all those eyes on me, it right. refocuses me. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, is, how is Brian it, doing, by the way? I haven't seen him in forever he's good he's good we i mean we came here and there i don't i don't live with him anymore but uh you know he's good the whole band is good we've been trying to kind of get a FaceTime together that's good uh it hasn't really happened yet but you know we're all doing our things yeah every every, i think um, everyone's gonna start you know coming out of their shell soon yeah dude and honestly uh you know i know there's that whole thing of like you know no sporting events or no concerts until like fall 2021 right 
I'm curious to see what kind of attendance cap is put on that. Because if you can go to like a bar or a restaurant and like right. where there's like 50, 100 people, and like that's fine because it's not like a 50,000 person stadium. Right. Uh, I think there could be a really cool opportunity for local music if that's all there is. Yeah. If you can't go see fucking like Drake in concert or Travis Scott at like fucking Barclays, you know what I mean? Do you think and you that can o- your only choice is local bands? Do like you think that music. like uh, you know speaking of like local bands and stuff, do you think that they should maybe hit up like parks and stuff that may like put on outdoor shows? Maybe that will be kind of a, a better thing because you'll have the space to kind of be out and open, but not like a festival like a like a like a van- like a the Warp Tour or anything like that. But like you know like. You know, like, uh, Burns Park is having, like, a, you know, a, a band play, like, you know. Um, I do and I don't. I think even if they were to do that, there's still going to be a stage and there's still going to be people focusing around it. And you're still going to have, like, a mass gathering right. <laughs> of people, like, you know what I mean? That's really hard to socially distance. Masks but in the mosh pit, that's all you got to remember. I think it's, like I said, that's what interests me about, like, you know, what a cap is going to be. Because right. if you're going to go to a local restaurant or you can go to a bar... Or you can go to any of these places where you can have like, you know, 100, 150, 200 people. You can go to like a local venue or something. You just can't go to like a sporting event or yeah. like, you know, MetLife Stadium or Barclays or something like that. Because that's like a huge amount of fucking people. Yeah. So, I mean, I think slowly but surely we're going to come out of this. I think by mid to late summer, we'll kind of be back, you know, bit like restaurants will be open again. Yeah. And bars, but... You know, that's kind of going to be the extent of it. You're going to be, you can go out, but you're not going to be able to go to like a giant fucking event. Yeah. Like that's going to be a while. No, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's going to be like any real games. I think football is going to be pushing it. I think like if any. Do you think they, do you think like no crowd they play this year? Yeah. I think they could do no crowds. I think, like, yeah. I think that will benefit everybody. I think there's going to be no crowds and I think there's going to be mandatory testing for every player before each game. Yeah. I found it funny when they were trying to like with the with like basketball and baseball they brought up the idea of like well let's just keep them all in like a hotel for like a month or so away from their families like no that would never fucking work. Yeah, but then what about the hotel staff that goes home every night and exactly, then yeah. back? Yeah, there's so many different like variables like coming yeah. in and out and and also like you're going to tell me like like if you're if you're a young athlete and you're like I'm a fucking famous athlete I'm going to try getting fucked real hard, like, real quick. Like, I'm going to try bringing in some, like, local girl. Come on of in. Of course, yeah. yeah. It's like, there's so many different things. Like, you can't, like, police people like that. You can't you can't police people like that. Like, it's it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's the way, you know, the freedoms we have in this country, it's very much like either I'm allowed to do everything right, or I'm not really allowed to do, like, anything. But yeah. you can't, like... You, like even even being forced to be homes we still have our freedoms of you can still go to a park right. you can still grocery shop you still have those things you can do it's not like china where they're literally like they were locked in their house for, yeah, yeah they were literally like like locking people in their houses yeah and it's like you can't do that here which you know <laughs> i'm not saying i agree with it but i'm saying it was definitely effective yeah <laughs> Hell yeah like they, <laughs> like they had what? Like they had a seventy-six day lockdown, and then like, yeah, and now they're they're going nuts with like everything. Like they, I saw on like, uh, I think ABC News where they were like spraying people down with disinfectant, and they were taking their temperature before they got on the train, and like, it's like there's precautions that are going to be taken, of course. Obviously. Of course, I mean we see yeah. it at our job. Yeah, there's precautions taken. You know what I mean? We all have masks, gloves, purifier, yeah. like as much as we can really have. I'd... 
That thirst-quenching disinfectant? Mm, maybe. Dude, I... <laughs> listen, I'm not here to get political, hmm. but I will say, anyone who wants to drink disinfectant, by all means, fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be doing the world a favor. <laughs> what, I, what I wanted to know is, how did you go this long without drinking disinfectant, and then hear it, and go like, oh, I've been missing this yeah, my like, whole time. Like, that's what I have to do. You that's, know? That's, that's, like, the government knows, and yeah. they're not telling me. That's like I was, uh, I was, I was kind of playing like devil's advocate because, like, I mean, like, you know, like I said, I'm not talking politics, like, right. but I'm, I, I will say, I'm not a huge Trump guy, but I don't naturally disagree with everything he says. I at least try to hear him out as a person. Okay. Um, but I was uh, messing with my friends because they were like, "This guy's a fucking idiot. Why would he say that? This and that." And I was like, I was like, "What if Trump is like actually trying to like go about like." Like, in his mind, he thinks it's a real good idea to be like, listen, we're going to make America better by killing off stupid people. <laughs> and so he's literally just being like, guys, drink disinfectant just to see who, like, how many fucking idiots do it. And then <laughs> the national IQ goes up because these fucking morons <laughs> keep drinking bleach. He's, he's like a, he's like a guy where he burns <laughs> off all the debt. Like, all right, this is all the debt, like, the things we got to get rid of. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just, and I'm oh. like, there are people that are actually doing that. Yeah, Ugh. like like I I I know people who have like, and I've spoken to people who are friends that work in hospitals, and they're like, we have like areas for corona patients, and we now have to deal with some fucking idiots coming in because they drank bleach. Yeah, they said New York mixed like a, they mixed like a fourth of bleach with like a cup of water or some shit, <laughs> like hot water. <laughs> the, the same the same trick you use to clear. Your uh, your drains when they get clogged is the same thing you could help to clear to clear the uh, coronavirus. Sorry, I just had to send a text real quick. Oh no problem. <laughs> but it's like, I just I can't fathom that there's actually people out there doing that. And like you can believe whatever you want to believe as far as politics. I think that's the beauty of our country. You don't not everyone has to agree on everything. Right. But the fact that like there are people out there who will like defend after defend it's like you can't honestly tell me that everything this guy has said has been straight up right like from the beginning of his presidency you can't tell me he's been 100 percent like <laughs> honest and legit but there are people who will defend to the death that he has my and it's like i don't understand that my favorite is the whole well it's like you know how is he supposed to know this was going to happen it's not like he had a, a a crystal ball into the future it's like no but he had like a hundred people saying maybe they we should take a look at this. He had a hundred people saying take a look at this. Yeah. He had intel about what was happening in China. Yep. There are how many people? How many like how many CEOs of companies stepped down from their positions in January because they knew this shit was coming? A lot, yeah. Bob Iger. <laughs> um, fucking how many how many like investors did you see pulling their stocks out of the market in late january there was a, because they knew this shit was gonna happen the congresswoman whose like husband is the president of the stock exchange she pulled out all of her stocks yeah yeah because they knew they, yep. they all fucking knew yeah I, I mean like honestly i've been hearing about this and kind of reading about it since like early january um and i kind of saw what was happening and i knew it was coming here right i didn't think it would be this bad but when it started to really hit Right. That's why, I mean, you, you saw how panicked I was in the beginning. Oh, of this. no, yeah. Because I was like, dude, this is going to get bad. People aren't taking this seriously. We're at work and people are like, residents in our building are like laughing it off, being like, this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever, I'll wear the stupid mask, I'll entertain it. And now they're terrified. Yeah. Now they yell at anybody who comes in within like five feet of them. 
It's Ooh, like, go. oh, one person in the mailroom, one person in the elevator. Get like, apparently yeah. there was a fight in my lobby yesterday before I even started. I was like, ah. really? Yeah. I was like, oh well, can't help it. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's like you said. If we had a real life zombie apocalypse, we'd be fucked based on our fucked response the, to this. Fucked in the first five minutes. That's we'd, be, <laughs> we'd be dead in the fucking yep. water. That's that's one of my. I I know I've said it before on Movie Mayhem, but it's one of my things I'll, I'll always say. If there's a real life zombie apocalypse, it will not be fun. It will be over real quick because if, yeah. if it's anything like this we're fucked yeah yep. but um and try making your way through a crowded room without bumping into anybody can't be done dude i i, I even i kind of freaked out on my mom the first time we went food shopping and all this yeah because i mean i saw what we were doing at work where we had masks and we had gloves and me and my mom went to the supermarket and like we just we didn't have gloves on us Right, and I just I went in expecting to grab a few things, and as soon as like she put her hands on a shopping cart, I was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, <laughs> "We need sanitizer, we need gloves." Like, why are you touching that? Like, I was like full on, yeah. and even in the supermarket when there are just people crammed up at the registers, I was freaking, dude. I was like, "There's too many fucking people in here. Oh, yeah. I can't be in here. This is terrible." No, I remember um, when we when we uh, we were all last at we were at Mikey's uh, grandmother's wake, and we were talking, yeah. and you were like, "I like." You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you were contemplating a lot of different things. And, like, like it's because we were both – we both had that situation where both of our parents are kind of in a, a weakened state. and Like, like an at-risk. An at-risk yeah. at state where it's, like, anything, like – and then we realized what we were going to be doing at our jobs where it's, like – it's, like, they're basically sending us in to do that, like, into into the middle of it. Exactly. But I think, and, and after a while, after we've been taking care, and like we we know the steps now we take, it's, it, I don't, I know for me, my, my nerves have calmed down a lot. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And I don't know if whether that's because we've gotten like accustomed to this lifestyle. Right. Or if, you know, I, I think a lot of it too is now that we're seeing that the curve is actually flattening, it feels like we kind of, like we're good, or at least like we're way better off than we were. Right. Um, like for example, I'll tell you this. Uh, I found out yesterday, I got a text from my dad. He said uh, my grandfather was positive. Oh, shit. My grandfather has been, like, pretty much taking care of my grandmother. Mm. Um, he tested positive. They were sending him to Manhattan to the ER because his numbers were off the charts as far as he positive for coronavirus and pneumonia. Oh, man. So I'm wor- I was worried, and I was like, fuck, man. Like, you know, I- I've been offering to get him groceries mm-hmm. and do this. And he was like, I'm fine. I've been wearing my mask. I'm going to the store. Like, I was worried about it. Right. Um, and then, I mean, we're not out of the woods yet, but I woke up today to a text from my dad of saying uh, they're actually sending him home to self-quarantine. Like, his oxygen levels are good. That's great. Uh, so he just has to monitor his oxygen. If it gets worse, he has to go back. That's fantastic. But even that, it's like it feels like, you know, we're at a, we're at a point where this is manageable. Right. And we're not at a point where if you feel like you're going to the ER, it's like this is a death sentence. No, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we're kind of getting better at it yeah. and uh you know i think we were also stressing as far as like we are not healthcare workers we're not mentally trained to do this no yeah it's like you know we work with a lot of elderly and i mean i i know as far as my building i don't know about yours there's been a fair amount of deaths and yeah. you know it's it's it takes a toll on you but it does we have to do what we have to do and yeah i know i was freaking out and i was thinking like you know am i gonna stay at this job or this and that um because I was like, in a way, I felt like, you know, I wasn't being protected or whatever at my mm-hmm. job. But I feel like it's almost like the opposite now where I'm like, nothing will ever be as bad as what I'm doing now. Right. But like, I've been through the worst of it here. 
Like, yeah. you know what I mean? No, yeah. Like, I, I know exactly what you mean. Because you, you go through, like, in your days, and I know but your duties is that you're going into kind of close areas. You have to disinfect everything. You have to clean everything. And then come back around. And, like, so it, it like, I know for me, when I started, it's like, I have to time it out, time it out perfectly where I have, where it's, it's basically every hour to hour and a half, everything is, like, done over again. And not only that, you know, once a week I have to do the poll, yeah. which for those of you who don't know our job is like uh, we work in a residential building and uh, you basically get one half of the floors low rise or high and you go to all the compactors on each wing and take all the recycling. Yeah, you take you, so even your... though even though I'm wearing gloves and a mask, I'm still literally touching surfaces from like almost every apartment. Yeah. And that's terrifying. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we've made it this far. Uh, I'm actually, I've had a talk with my mom and I've heard this a lot from people recently. Mm. A lot of people think they had this in like January or February. Yeah. And just didn't know. I, because... yeah. I, I said that too, cause I go, I think we're not going to find out the total amount of people until it's all over because you like people may have mistaken this for like just a cold or a flu or like kind of like I've, you know, mm-hmm. I just generally feel sore most of the time, but then like, also, people aren't gonna like come out and say like, "Oh, I've got, I've got this." They want to like stay away. They don't want to be like, "Yeah, I've, it's just, yeah, it's it's weird." Yeah, like uh, my mom is pretty sure she had it already mm-hmm. because I saw her in like mid to late January, and she had like a terrible cough. She was sick for like two or three weeks, and she kept going to the doctor. And the doctor literally said to her, "He's like, I, you don't have bronchitis. Like we tested you, but I hear that cough, and I know you're not bullshitting." He's right. like, and he's literally said to her, he's like, we don't know what's wrong with you. Like, we don't know what you have. Damn. And <laughs> she's like, I probably had it. And in my mind, it almost like relaxes me because I'm like, well, I was around you that whole time. Right. And I, like, am I okay now? <laughs> it's like, it's the same thing with, uh, my girl was in Chicago, like in mid early February. Right. And she's like cons- convinced she had it. She's like, I was like, I came home. I was sick. They didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. Like. Yeah, Chicago's another place that got hit just as hard, like just as yeah. hard as New York, because every like you go look at the, like all the the cities that are like right on top of each other, like New York is like that, and the Chicago's like that as well. Yeah, so it's like I mean, uh, one of the guys at our job. Uh, no, you don't have to name names. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, uh, night guy building one. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, he was telling me he's like, dude, I was like the sickest I've ever been in my life in like January, dude. I don't know what that. He's like, I thought I was dying. <laughs> and I was like, he's like, I think I had it. It's like, you're hearing all these stories and I believe it right. because this was in China in December. Yeah. And, and people were coming in and out all the time. That's so. what I'm saying. Yeah. Nothing yeah. was closed off yet. So people were traveling with this. It was spreading. It just, we weren't at a point yet where it was where it is now. Yeah. But we're coming on the other end of it. Uh, I did want to give a shout out. I think he's been on the show before. He's been on picked last to uh, Justin, our friend. Oh Justin. yeah. Justin, he's, he hasn't been on the show in a while, but yeah, no. Yeah. He's I, uh He's a, he's a healthcare worker himself. He's, he's an ER you know, nurse. In, the, in yeah. the line of danger every yeah. day. And uh, I've reached out to him. I've talked to him. You know, he's doing well. He's, we talked for a bit, but, you know, just shout out to him for all he's doing. Because while we're essential, I feel like we're still not that. Like, you could live like, with we, You could live without us. We take care of our own, but yeah. we're not. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's another, that's another beast. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to him and shout out to everybody else. Anyone listening to this who's a healthcare worker or anybody essential, really. Cause yeah. We're all in this shit together. There's yeah. a reason. There's a reason why you're essential. You know, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like yeah. And I, we, dude, I, I dude, I, I almost pulled the fucking 
I almost pulled out my essential paper like a police badge the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, uh, me and my girl were going to Micro Center because she wanted to get, like, a computer okay. for her work. And we pulled up to Micro Center, and we're, like, going to walk in because we didn't really think any, like, there was a line or we didn't see a line or anything. And uh, one of the security guards comes up to us, and he's like, uh, guys, it's going to be, like, uh, about an hour. And we were like, an hour? Like, I don't see a line. He's like, oh, people are waiting in their cars. And, uh. He's like, are you like a doctor or anything? And I was like, no. And then I was like, yeah, you know, we'll just come back another day. And I got in my car. I was like, wait a minute. And in my glove box, I had my essential thing. <laughs> I was like, maybe maybe if I show it to him, I'll be like, dude, I'm a central. I got to get a computer for work or something. Like, yeah. I was like, maybe he'll let me in. But I was like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's like, I'm reading your papers. I don't think you need a computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be like, dude, I need a computer for my job. Like, I'm an essential worker, bro. You got to let me in. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, th- I think yeah yeah when because we're 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 near the end of it it's just i think now all of our ner- like i think that two-week quarantine also helps our nerves too because we're like we're so i think everybody was like so high and now it's like we're all right but, but also there are some people who are like i think when you're trapped inside your house yeah it also kind of you know freaks you out a little of course dude i mean uh it's weird because in a way when this started and everybody had to be quarantined and we had, we had, we had to be coming to work, right. it was like such a cruel thing of like, this is my introverted dream. Right. They want me to stay home, get takeout food all the time, right. and just play fucking video games and watch Netflix. I was like, sign me the fuck up. That's... And of course, I'm the asshole with the job that I got to go in. That was but... like the one of the things like I didn't mind going in. I, I honestly, I don't mind. I'll... I'll go in and you know the situation over in my building. It's like you know where I where I am. Yeah, yeah. It's like I have no problem with that. What I had a problem was in the beginning where people were like, "Oh, I'm just here drinking wine and doing this, and not like." And now it's like, "Oh, I need a haircut. I need this. I can't do this anymore." I'm like, "Buddy, my hair is short. I'm I'm doing fine right now. Like I'm good. You <laughs> like you people are suffering. I'm doing well. Like, I'm killing it. Yeah, right now. I'm having a good but, old time. In a way, like, like I was saying, where I like. I, I wish I had that hmm. at the same time. It kind of like, the, like it kind of like changed because I was like, I felt like after like two to three weeks, people were starting to lose it. Yeah. And I, in my head, I was like, I was like, honestly, I'm grateful that I still, number one, am able to come to work and get out of my house because it, it's, it's the scenery. It, it, it Once you get that scenery normalcy, Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and number two, I'm just like, I won't take it for granted. The fact that I'm able to get a paycheck right now right. because of the way the world is, um, I know a lot of people going through unemployment and they can't even collect it right now. No, it's... They are so, they're so overloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't even, the site closes at 7 PM, the website. Jesus. Yeah. So like, you can't even be like, okay, it's 2 AM traffic died down. Let me sign up for unemployment. Right. They have it set to stop at 7 PM. So it's like, yeah, that's how overloaded they are. So it, it, it's a rough time. I'm grateful, you know, to still have a paycheck, to still have income. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping down the line because, you know, I moved home to save money right. to get a place of my own, whether that's like a house or in a building or something. And, you know, fingers crossed, I can come out into a market. Right. That's good for you. Yeah. To be able to do that now, yeah. because, you know, luckily I'm still essential and, you know, yep. luckily I'm still coming in, but I understand a lot of people don't have that, no, that I... ability right now. And, you know, yeah. I, I try to, I try to at least with every paycheck, either like get takeout to support businesses 
I've donated to places. Yep. I try to like do what I can to at least you know spread it around. Yeah, a little any bit. little bit helps. You know that's what you got to do. And... Of course, uh, yep. like uh, Leaky, the bar we go to, they put up a fundraiser just to help pay their staff. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, I I just I threw some money. I was like, you know, you guys are there for me every fucking weekend. They're down like, the block you know, from me, so I could yeah. I could give them something. So dude, they're down the block for you. Now we can't even go. Yeah, like, I know. Oh, Which, this sucks. As selfish, sucks. as selfish as it sounds, I think I mentioned this to you before. Like, I finally get to live on my own, and now I'm on my own <laughs> i can't have anybody come over yeah <laughs> be like, yeah, it's like oh you want to be on your own you're yeah. gonna be on your I'm own just on my own <laughs> like i don't have to worry about roommates or anything i don't have to worry about any like i just you know my landlady's cool like if you just have people come in just you know make sure they just go upstairs to where yeah. i am and it's uh well i can't have anyone here <laughs> It's like, oh, it's like even even after uh, the wake, right? You know, we 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 didn't even we couldn't even really come by. And yeah, see the place. It was like we can't even all go out for dinner right now. I know. Like but... could, and I remember I said to you guys when we were outside, kind of all hanging out. I was like, "This is the last time we're all going to be together for a while." Yeah. I was like, and everyone was kind of like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then like the next week or two, the quarantine was like exactly. really yeah. hit. You know. Yeah, that's when like New York went into lockdown, like right after that. So yeah, yeah. it was like we were right there. You yeah. know. But it's crazy, crazy times. Dude, these are, these are insane times, yep. but this is a blast, man. I'm, it's nice catching up with you. It is. As I said, even the episode with Mikey, <laughs> just listening to it, I felt like I was catching up with him. Yeah. Because it was like, I I mean, I talked to Mikey in the group chat as much as any of us, but yeah. it was like, nice hearing him again. It was nice, you know, and I'm looking forward to the future episodes. Yeah. Like, uh, group chats are... catching up with everybody. Yeah, group chats are one thing. You could read them, but it's still nice to hear the voices. It's also nice to kind of... I don't know, like, I asked Tim, like, I don't know if it, like, it helped at all, but I know it's nice to kind of talk some things out, trying to get it of out course. in the open, and now I'm going to put you on the spot, because we're oh, about an hour and ten minutes in. Of course. Uh, so, this one is going to be a lot different than how I end Movie Mayhem, where I usually just throw in a random thing. Okay. I'm going to ask you what song would you like to uh, end the uh, end the show on, and if you want to give a little bit of a... A story to why you like it, or just you know, because if it it's a fucking banger, it's a fucking banger. That's that's all it is. Um, well, put I you mean, right you on the spot. Me, a lot of my music was probably gonna scare your audience. That's fine. Um, I would like to say there's this song by a band called The Ghost Inside. Okay. And it's called Aftermath. Aftermath. Now, there's kind of a weird bittersweet thing for me with this song right now because. The Ghost Inside is a band I've loved for about like eight to nine years at this point. And in 2015, they were in uh, a very bad accident. Uh, I believe they were in they were on they were on tour and they crashed. The bus driver died. Oh, I believe the passengers in the other car died. Uh, the band came out of it like their drummer lost his leg. Oh my god! He, he has a prosthetic now, and they've spent four years kind of like getting back to physical rehab, all this stuff, and. They last year they played their first show back in mm-hmm. four years. In February they announced uh, they were coming to the East Coast, and I bought tickets in a heartbeat. I was like, you know, I donated money to that band when they you know to pay for their medical bills. Right. I, I like they they mean they mean a lot to me. So I bought tickets to their show in July, which now is probably not going yeah. to happen. Which is like <laughs> fuck, man. I've waited five years to see this band again. And like I always said, I was like, when they play his first show, I'm going to fucking be there. Yeah. And I bought those tickets. And whether it's going to be delayed or canceled, they haven't announced yet. Um, but this is their first song they've put out since any of this. And uh, it's called Aftermath. All right. Well, and it's kind of them, you know, getting back on their feet. And it's like the whole message about it. And 
it really it's a really cool thing okay. so that that's the song i'm going to all right well that's that's what's going to be at the end of this and uh if you'd like to tell the people where they could find you real fast just to you know absolutely uh you could find me on most uh, social medias twitter instagram uh parks x core uh you could follow excuse me the uh the cover band uh no defeat band on instagram and I think it's no defeat band on Twitter too, but the Twitter I haven't really used in a while. It's kind right. of post dumb memes when we have stuff to do. <laughs> um, but besides that, there's nothing really else, man. I've just been kicking it and catching up on video games. I started like a playthrough of Spider Man again. Oh yeah, I've been thinking because I'm like I've been replaying Arkham. Ah, uh, there you yeah. go. There you go. Go to the old favorites, you know. It's like all right, I feel good playing this, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's been for me. It's been like Spider Man. I'm playing a little bit of Madden. And uh, I downloaded, like, a, an emulator to play, like, GameCube games on my PC. Okay. So I've been playing through some of that old stuff, like some old wrestling games or whatever. Nice. Uh, one thing I'm going to recommend to you. I know you're not, like, a huge Barstool guy. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you follow uh, Big Cat. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I do. He's. I think he's, like, one of my favorites there. He's somebody that if Barstool would have fold tomorrow, I think he'd succeed yeah. very well. Uh, he's been doing this thing in quarantine where he's doing streams of playing like an old NCAA game. <laughs> and he created this coach who kind of just looks like Andy Reid named Gus Duggerton. <laughs> and like he started out as like a coach for like uh, Florida State. Okay. And he took them to like the championship game. And he actually had like old, like there were actually like like pro NFL players. Like like everyone was tweeting as if it was a real game. <laughs> like I think he played like uh, UConn and U- the UConn Twitter account actually tweeted like, Congrats to Gus Duggerton like, <laughs> for a hard-fought like Fiesta Bowl or whatever it was. Like it's been like that content has been gold. Like I recommend that to okay. check out because that's been that's that's been some like great fucking content to come out of this quarantine. I think it. I think that is actually one of the things a lot of people have been making a lot of really great shit. Like a lot of yeah, a lot of smart content, and they've been like so. There's been some people have been holding pat to what they do, and also a lot of people are just like I'm just gonna try some new shit, and like I think that's. Yeah. Yeah, it's the time. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it, it it really goes to show you, and this is something. Me me and Nick Landy over on the Landy Lodge. Shout out to the Landy Lodge. I was uh, trying to get him on today too. I was. I have a whole. Really. I have a whole. I have another. I have another uh, episode lined up after well, this. Well, interestingly enough, and you could bring this up to him because mm-hmm. I was going to tell him this. Uh, me and him were talking. I might be going on his show in the near future, but I went back and listened to like my old episode with him. And a lot of things we talked about either became reality or are becoming reality. And it's a really weird thing to go back and listen to. Um, Like, he set up a lot of stuff with uh, Kingdom Hearts that ended up coming true. We talked Smash Brothers, and I was like, I just really want Banjo-Kazooie. It's like my dream character. That came true. Uh, We talked about, like, the new consoles, and I was like, yeah, I think they're going to be, like, mid to late 2020. We're going to get new consoles. That's, uh, you know, still true, as far as we know. And then we started talking about how, like, we're so good with capitalism that like we work for the market so well that the market works for us. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how the future was kind of an influx of like Twitch streamers and YouTubers and how like we, we even talked about the, this is the creepy part was like how much we, we need to go to work and retain that normalcy because if we stay home too long, we go crazy and we get depressed Uh-oh. and listening to that Uh-oh. now, I was like, <laughs> Well, Jesus Christ! Like really? we fucking, we were talking about that in like February 2019. Jesus. So I will definitely recommend and bring that shit up See. to him because he'll like tell him to go back and listen to it because you know truth. There's yeah. some truth in that episode. You know what's funny? I listened to the one I did with him because we talked a lot about uh, Endgame 
and I predicted mm. the entire finale just on a whim. Really? I was like, Iron Man's gonna die. Captain America's gonna go back in time. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh shit! I was right the whole time. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy how some of that shit works. You know yeah. what I mean? I would love to like one day I'm gonna go back and like old pick laughs and see some takes that we were probably right on. Well, I was right about the Browns last year. About you know. From day one, I was right about the Browns. So. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You are. We we've all had some crazy stuff we were right about. <laughs> but um. All right. So like. All right, man. Uh, you could always catch me at Movie Man Pod on Instagram, Movie Man Podcast on Instagram, and there's probably some other shit too. Uh, and like Andrew said, this. is is i'm sorry i had it this is aftermath by the ghost inside so you can check him out here check him out on youtube check him out probably on spotify they're there too so oh, they're all over andrew thank you once again uh, i Absolutely. appreciate it thank you this was a blast thank you I for being on the show thank you for your friendship and you know uh if you could figure out a title for me that would be fantastic so i could charge people yeah. for this <laughs> right now right now I'm, i still like stay at home sessions okay but we'll, we'll work on it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. That